Hello, beautiful friends. Welcome to my second episode of my podcast, Open Book, starring Lizzie B and her diary. I am actually going to do something different today. I would normally do and read my entries in chronological order, and I do plan on doing this in the future, but wrote an entry this morning that I feel really inspired and really excited to share. So I will be sharing an entry from several hours ago, but I just wanted to start by saying getting around to recording this episode has like the universe has been testing me a lot and throwing a lot of challenges my way. Uh, If you are listening to the audio version of this, here is a reminder to tune into YouTube to watch the video version. My YouTube channel is called Lizzie B. Loved, L-I-Z-Z-I-E-B-E-E, Loved, and oh my gosh. So it started with me wanting to record in another area, and I fully recorded the podcast Actually, even before that, the thing that connects my mic to the stand here broke. So I had to jerry-rig it to the stand. I got duct tape everywhere. I've got a pencil here, a drill bit here, just doing whatever it took to get everything together. And I fully recorded this already over across the room and it didn't sound good you know the sound it sounded like I was super far from the mic so I wanted to redo it but we're getting into it now and I'm excited about it I do have new air new things if you're watching the video I have my pretty flowers I have my ZZ plant back there and I also have my beautiful uh candle lady she's she's just beautiful and I'm going to be reading, actually reading from my real diary this time, and this is what it looks like. It's kind of like the mountains uh, with stars in the background, like a galaxy. I also love a gold leaf moment on the edges, and I love to use colorful metallic pens as my instrument, my writing instrument of choice just because it's fun. Uh, But yeah, I am going to get into it and I'm going to be reading my entry from earlier today, October 27th, 2022. And I'm going to start off with a dream I actually had. And this is usually how my, you'll, you'll notice uh, as you, as you listen to or read more of my entries if you want to read more of my entries make sure to subscribe and become a patron on my patreon patreon.com slash lizzie b diaries but as you read or as you listen you'll notice that i will be talking more and more about my dreams and that's usually how my entries start off in the morning is from my dream here we go Oh my god, I had a very inter- very intense but very cool dream. I was at this huge arena, apparently the fourth time that I've been to, and it's during the summers. So, it's actually reminding me, I was a camp counselor for four years, 
But in this dream, I had experienced this event three other times. And not because I've dreamt of it before, but because that Lizzie and her consciousness had experienced it before, which is so weird to me. And at least a hundred plus others, other very capable, skilled people were there. It had similar people from the show The Mole, but wasn't about seeking out a mole. And if anybody has seen The Mole, me and Cameron got into The Mole and it's very, very good. It's about how this group of people are trying to figure out who the mole is and the mole is just sabotaging all of the games and activities that they're doing. But in the most recent season of the mole, it's just the activities and the challenges are very intense and the people there are super skilled in different, like they're very very smart but also very athletic and all that stuff so basically the people <laughs> the people in the dream were just similar to the the people in the mole and I think that there are actually people from that show in my dream so that's kind of where that that connection went or came from more so a bunch of teams of 10 getting together to advance to the finals and we were at the very last event the same every year even though it was my fourth time doing it, I was scrambling like I had the first three times. So at the end, everyone is all with their teams scattered in this huge area and the team leaders need to deliver the required items to their team from the main building not too far away. The items are the same and everyone needs to eat a piece of every each thing. So this year, I have a beautiful horse to help me to get those things, which that horse what really was beautiful. And I got to ride that horse in my dream. It's weird because we were beat. I was beating myself up for scrambling at the last minute again. Like literally every other time that I remember going to this event in my dream, I was scrambling at the very last minute and I was just kicking myself. <laughs> but we went, we got the hard-boiled egg, the fish, and the chocolate cake, the perfect combination, raced back to my team, and everyone needed to eat it before the la the clock struck. So, yeah, it was the same three foods every year, and I don't know how great they sound together, but... I mean, that's, that's what was in my dream, I guess. We did just in the nick of time, and teams who passed were then instantly transported to the next event, or final event, on the side of this icy glacier, which really was a mountain covered in ice, and it was a really steep mountain. Uh, and we thought we would be scaling, scaling that thing, because that's kind of what they told us. <laughs> But the objective actually was a high-stakes beer pong type of game. Sans the beer. And only one cup, so one chance, basically. And I remember ending with just Cameron. Him and I were in the middle of nowhere, so we must have been transported somewhere else at this point, and could have been on a different planet, honestly. Because it was daylight, and we could see the stars and huge meteors and rocks floating in space. 
even though the sun was still out and there was no one else around. So it really did feel like a different planet because the sun was still out and you could see all of the stars and these huge moon rock these huge rocks and it wasn't a scary thing it wasn't like they were hurtling towards us at least we didn't feel that way it was more like it was fucking epic and I remember ending with just Cameron and we were in the middle of nowhere And there was no one else around and it was super romantic so we started making out super passionately and he was touching me and it was a really great dream. <laughs> That's how it ends. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dreams are so funny. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely one thing experiencing it yourself and then it's another thing trying to explain what happened in a dream to someone else. <laughs> And also reading it now sounds super silly, but that's what I dreamt about this morning. Or yeah, that was this morning. Let's see. And at this moment, I am seeing a sign that I had asked for last night. And I asked for an undeniable sign that my business will be successful and I will meet my soulmate clients. And there is a perfect crescent moon imprinted on my comforter. So... Last night, and usually every night, I kind of have a hard time falling asleep immediately. Cameron, he, his superpower, one of his superpowers is falling asleep within like a minute. And he is just knocked out. But for me, my mind kind of keeps going. Especially when I'm in work mode, my mind is just constantly thinking. And... I was starting to feel the fear last night. You know, I quit my job over a year ago in order to pursue my dreams and do, do what I feel passionate and share what I feel passionate about sharing and be my own fucking boss because I don't want anybody else to tell me what to do. And I'm getting really, really close to launching this program that... Feel like I've been working my whole life towards and the closer I get the more fearful I become in some ways it's it's easy when I am able to feel it and be aware of the fear but the fear has been there nonetheless and I was asking the universe universe please send me a sign that everything's going to be okay that my business will be successful and that my, I will have like clients like people are actually going to care <laughs> and I asked for an undeniable sign and then there's this perfect crescent moon on my comforter let me show you a picture so if you're watching the video version on YouTube make sure to go there okay we'll see if you could see it Okay, showed you. And if you want to see it, make sure to go to the YouTube video. And I remember in a post I made yesterday, I used the, the crescent moon emoji following something I wrote. I feel destined 
to share this process with everyone, something like that. And I remember using this emoji and thinking it was different. And I swear it's on my comforter right now. I checked my IG to confirm, except it's oriented the other way. But it's so cool. So that was really cool this morning after and during while I was journaling, I saw that crescent moon and made me feel good and is a great reminder for me. And if anybody else is listening, if anybody else feels unsure about a certain aspect of their life, it can be as easy as asking the universe for a sign, an undeniable sign, and this and the universe will give that to you. Thank you, universe. Also had such an amazing day yesterday. It was a slight roller coaster, but I think the crazy days have the biggest chance of being amazing ones. Okay, so in the morning slash early afternoon, we headed to get my new glasses, something I was nervous but excited for, and I got to the place. It was a bit chaotic in there. Waited a bit for my glasses, but noticed another girl wearing a butterfly shirt like me. And she was wearing a colorful butterfly shirt, and I was wearing my black and white butterfly shirt. And I thought that was cool. And then I got called, tried my new glasses, which is honestly uncomfortable getting new ones. But these, not it, honey. And it's true. So a little vulnerable moment. I have needed glasses since I was in second grade and I'm 26 now and have always been insecure about the way that I see you know I try to make a joke out of it because it is something I'm insecure about but I for a long time I haven't been able to just see and is something, yeah, it's just, it's an insecurity of mine. I'm like healthy in every other way, but the only thing is I need a pretty strong uh, prescription right now for my eyes. And going to the doctor, like, I'm re- I was really nervous. I went to the doctor a couple of weeks ago uh, to get my eyes checked and to get a new prescription. And Every time I go there, I'm terrified that they're going to tell me, you know, you have X amount of time until you're going to go blind. Like, I I just think worst case scenario. And I think one of my biggest fears is losing my eyesight. So, uh, but it really went well the last time I went. Um, but now we're getting glasses and I did not like them. They were super glary. Like, these ones don't have very much glare at all, which the girl had promised me they wouldn't be. They were huge for my face. They made me look old. And it's like looking out of a freaking fishbowl. Ugh. (laughs) She said I could try them tomorrow morning, and I got back in the car with Cameron and was feeling super defeated. I showed him, but I want... But I wasn't happy and I started to sense like I have I have to wear these. I have no other choice. And I started to silently sob in the car. And when I got my glasses, I was like, shit, like I paid for these. I feel like I'm completely stuck with them. And this is 
what my life is gonna be I have to wear these for the next year or so until I can get new ones and I started silently sobbing in the car because I didn't want to hear Cameron tell me all of the reasons I shouldn't be crying uh, and this is this is an interesting one because I think uh, and I can relate to this is like sometimes when other people are crying in the past it has made me feel uncomfortable watching other people feel uncomfortable is uncomfortable and I don't love watching other people suffer so I'm sure that's kind of where that comes from from Cameron and I've witnessed Cameron cry before and uh, the very first time was super uncomfortable uh, but it, I've I've been getting better and better at it and honestly I needed to just fucking cry I didn't need anybody to tell me what to do or how to think or I, I didn't need anybody to say the right thing. I just needed to feel those emotions and express them and let them go. And you'll see kids, like, kids will just throw a tantrum, cry and scream and make the biggest deal out of something. But maybe a few minutes later, they're perfectly fine and they're smiling again. <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of how I felt. And I just needed to throw my own little tantrum for a minute. We got gas. <laughs> we actually got the perfect spot there. So the least amount of people possible would watch me cry. And I did. And I got the realization that I think it's time for me to have LASIK or PRK. I believe it's called. And LASIK and PRK are similar, I believe. But basically I came to the realization that I want eye surgery I want to fucking see I want to be able to see I don't want going to the eye doctor and getting glasses or getting contacts having these kind of temporary solutions to be my forever you know like I think it's it's time for me to get that surgery that I've been kind of wanting and I'm not one who necessarily wants surgery but if it comes to being able to fucking see fuck yeah i'm done settling for these band-aid fixes contacts glasses i am worthy of being able to see it's been something i have wanted and i think since i have ordered contact i haven't ordered contacts and i think and i very much dislike my glasses i think it's the right time Cameron and I were discussing credit card debt this morning. Really not too bad, but I know all of our needs will be taken care of. And I just want to see something people who have always had perfect vision don't have to worry about. So that's what my revelation was in the car at the gas station, <laughs> which made me feel a lot better. And also another revelation similar to the lemonade from the other day. So, <laughs> Cameron and I had, like, this huge fight about lemonade. Let me, let me have some water. And I know that sounds ridiculous. So, a little background, and I'm going to try to be as quick as I can with this story. Uh, it wasn't last night. It was the night before. And 
Cameron is picking up Red Robin for us for dinner. And I really wanted freckled lemonade. It's like one of my favorite things there. Super nostalgic for me. And I was really excited about it. And I told Cameron twice on the phone, don't forget the spread. Don't per- don't forget the freckled lemonade. He's like, okay. He gets home and I ask him where the lemonade is and he he didn't get it. He forgot it. And, you know, normally me would probably be less rational and be like, what the fuck? But I was like, ah, damn. I was I was just like, damn, I just wanted that lemonade, you know, it wasn't a big deal. Um, but Cameron, on the other hand, he, uh, he is very used to me having something to say about something that he does. And previously, and can find myself doing this unconsciously because my father did this to me, was that anything I did was never good enough. And I can see myself unconsciously repeating that pattern and giving Cameron that that vibe that nothing he does is like so if he'll I'll ask for him to make me ice cream a princess cone is something that I love which is layered chocolate ice cream with sprinkles in a cone and it's called a princess cone And I'll ask him for a princess cone, but I will likely criticize something about it because it's not the way that I would do it. And he, he didn't say much about that. So it was, I wasn't as aware that I was doing it. So when he came home without the freckled lemonade, he was, he was really beating himself up. And I was like, listen, it's not a big deal. Maybe we'll just, well, let's just come, you you come up with a game plan so that it doesn't happen again and let's just enjoy our meal. And then we sit down and I'm like, hey, what's your plan for like how you're going to avoid forgetting next time? And I was thinking like maybe you just set a reminder on your phone or something and he freaked out. <laughs> I mean... I don't want to say freaked out. He reacted and he was triggered by the fact that I was asking him again. And it was this, it was just this whole thing. And you'll see what I mean when I explain it. But yeah, that that's the lemonade story, basically. And honestly, we had a really amazing conversation afterwards. Super honest and vulnerable and... I felt really close to him after we talked about the lemonade and we were even making jokes about the lemonade and we were like, when life gives you lemons, order lemonade, but forget it, even though your girlfriend asks you to go get it. (laughs) Cheese, stupid stuff like that. Um, Let's see. I just have to find out where it is. So, that was my revelation in the car at the gas station, which made me feel a lot better. And also another revelation, similar to the lemonade from the other day, is I did something I was already scared and triggered to do. And when it didn't work out with the glasses, I was already scared and triggered to go to the eye doctor. 
and when it didn't work out with the glasses, I was hypersensitive to anything going wrong at the eye doctor's. So when that happened, I lost it and it made me think that maybe that's why my father can't listen to me when I share how I was hurt because it's already something he is hard on himself for, something he's already beaten himself, enough, himself up enough for that he can't take it anymore. And this can apply to a lot of other situations and people too, I'm sure. So similar to the lemonade, Cameron, he was already beating himself up enough. And then I was mentioning it and it was like, I cannot take it anymore. And that was kind of like the final straw. Similar to me, anything going wrong at the eye doctors, I was already like at the edge of the cliff anyway. <laughs> um, so I thought that was interesting perspective. And I feel like that could be applied to a lot of things. Especially things that uh, that trigger other humans and trigger me. So, something that I can definitely pay attention to. After that, I grabbed more flowers from the little stand down the road. They're pictured here if you're watching the video. And there was a honeybee on one of them. On one of these white ones. And I didn't want to take the flower he was on because he already looked a little weak from the weather because it's getting colder outside and he was shaking up a little bit. So I pulled apart the bouquet so he could have his flower. And after I like spend all this time at the farm stand trying to take apart the little flower and he has his own little flower and I have my flowers, that's when he like flies away. Which made me tear up because I witnessed myself in the most beautiful way, giving the bee a part of my flower bouquet, ready to let go of that piece for a little bee, so sweet, and the bee said, no, you have it, and I felt so grateful, <laughs> mostly grateful that I have remained the sensitive girl that I've always been and haven't hardened, even though I've had every reason to. So, Cameron... We always go down the street to get these flowers. I swear, like, we are their number one customer, and I love new flowers every week. As many as many flowers as I can get. I have a couple bouquets at the moment, but I... <laughs> it was an emotional day already yesterday, and I am returning to the car after Cameron pulled off to the side, and I got my flowers, and I'm just crying to Cameron in the car and I'm like oh my gosh I love myself so like I love myself so much you know like I am so sweet and I was willing to forego some of my bouquet for this bee and it was just a really wholesome moment for myself to kind of be like wow like I am amazing I really am fucking awesome and sweet and caring and yeah thoughtful we got home, I ate my lunch, and then took a shower and was getting downloads of creating a reel to the song L-O-V-E by Nat King Cole. And if you don't know what that song is, it's L is for the way you look at me. And I would sing that song to my baby sister when she was younger and I would just be rocking her uh, in the rocker 
and singing that to her while she fell asleep so freaking sweet so that was a nice memory and yeah right was a song I would sing to my sister while she would fall asleep but this time a song I sang to myself and that's uh, on my Instagram if anybody wants to see it I'm just I think that love songs are about finding love within ourselves not necessarily in someone else I think it's all about returning back to ourselves and loving ourselves so I was basically singing that song to myself in the mirror on my Instagram I posted that and then I started watching the cheetah girls a phase of my life I completely forgot about until I started watching the movie like I saw it yesterday so that was freaking awesome uh I was I I got Disney plus recently and my inner child loves Disney everything Disney and cheetah girls was a phase that I was in for a really long time and I remember playing cheetah girls on the playground with my friend and we would be dancing and singing and pretending to be the cheetah girls and just so awesome and the messages the songs oh my god so fucking good seriously even yesterday when I was watching it I didn't finish it but when I was watching the movie it was like speaking directly to me it was so magical and made me realize like I still want to be a cheetah girl <laughs> I do I want to be on a stage with my friends dancing and singing and being ourselves and you know even even like most nights I'll dance or I'll sing or both for Cameron and I'll just like perform there is definitely part of me that loves being the center of attention, but part of me that is terrified of it. <laughs> Alright. Then we sang karaoke together. Me and Cameron sing karaoke sometimes. And we sang karaoke together. I sang some Cheetah Girls. I realized I still want to be one, lol. I was dancing, I picked up Gus, and Camel started filming the cutest little video, so that's also on my Instagram if you want to watch it, and my inner inner child was truly so happy. And there's this amazing song, it's the first song in the whole movie, and it's called Cinderella, and it's taken me a while to kind of come up with my costume for Halloween, and I already have this um, Cinderella dress, and I have a tiara and a scepter, actually already wore it to this play that's like 20 minutes away they did Cinderella um and I remember I was dressed up like Cinderella and there was so many other little girls also dressed up like Cinderella and you're you're just never too old I have to say that and but in this in this movie the Cinderella song was about how like they would be read these stories these cinderella stories about a man saving them and it's like it basically says fuck that i'm gonna save myself i'm going to set myself free you know it's like in these princess movies we're giving all these men the credit and it's like no i'm gonna fucking set myself free and so fucking applicable and relatable to my journey at the moment 
After that, we watched Father of the Bride, an interesting perspective from my father's point of view, and passed out shortly after that. So that was a movie I never, we'd never seen before, but we love Steve Martin. But it was a really interesting point of view because I feel like it's how my dad felt when I was growing up and becoming a woman and becoming my own person and I wasn't this little girl anymore. So that was an interesting one. And we passed out shortly thereafter and it was a wonderful day. I am so grateful. Thank you, universe. Thank you, Lizzie. Love you. And that's my entry from earlier today. And yeah, there's a lot in there. There was a lot of uh, gold, a lot of revelations I've been having recently and um, a lot of tears, but a lot of amazing memories and moments as well. If you are interested in reading more of my entries, I have at least 35 other entries that are available to read at this very moment on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Diaries, and you can read more. Otherwise, I am going to be posting these podcast episodes every Friday, so make sure to tune in next week. If you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe hit that bell for notifications, getting notified every time I post. If you are listening to me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, make sure to follow the podcast, Open Book Starring Lizzie B and Her Diary. I also have another podcast if anybody's interested. It's called My Medicine, and I share more about my past and certain traumatic events that have affected me and have made me who I am. That's called My Medicine. It's also on Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. And uh, if you want to keep up with me, I am on Instagram, Lizzie B. Loved, L-I-Z-Z-I-E-B-E-E, Loved. And be sure to keep your eye out for a premium program I will be starting enrollment to on 11-11. This is the first time I'm announcing that, that, so it's becoming even more real. And I intend on helping newly spiritual women reclaim their power, strengthen their confidence so they can live the life of their dreams, regardless of what other people are saying, regardless of the fears and doubts that are within the people around them, living life to the absolute fullest and having the keys and the tools needed in order to do that and to really, really be free. Something that I have been, I mean, on the journey my whole life to find has been freedom and is definitely something I am meant to share and something I feel really excited to share and yeah I think that's about all of the plugs I have for the moment thank you so much for listening I am excited to see you next week I hope each and every one of you have a wonderful day and I love you all so much and I'll talk to you later